All right. We're back with another episode of the AFLW Fantasy Pod, recording on a Tuesday this week because we had the end of the fantasy round in last night. What a game that was, but we'll get to it. You're here with your host, Michael, and the always effervescent Bainey. Bainey, how are you going? Good. I am starting to miss the season already with so few rounds to go. I don't know about you. How are you? It went quick, didn't it? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the men's game's coming up on us too. There's only a few weeks left. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, today we are joined, as always, by a coach within the fantasy community. Today we've got Ben, coach of Beaufort Bows, who's also the exclusive AFLW fantasy writer for DT Talk. Ben, how are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. You're welcome. So Ben, can you tell us a little bit about, because you know, not everybody obviously uh, follows DT Talk. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you're going within the fantasy season and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So yeah, as a coach, coach of um, Beaufort Bows, we used to live near Beaufort Street back in Perth. So that's been my name since I started um, oh, about four or five years ago or so. But yeah, Dream Team Talk. So I just got involved writing um, for the traders website, basically writing uh, Deck of DT. They do every preseason in the men's and um, various other articles where I'd um, uh, put some stats together and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, when the AFLW um, fantasy came around, yeah, I suggested, um, yeah, it'd be good to have sort of a couple of articles on there every week. So, yeah, I jumped into that. And, um, yeah, the engagement's been awesome. I've been, um, yeah, really happy with it so far. Yeah, cool. And uh, as far as your actual, your personal season, how are you going in fantasy? I'm doing all right. Um I was hoping I was going to have a, an amazing round and come on this and be, you know, top 20 or something like that. But um, it's been it's been kind of hit or miss. I've, I've sort of sat around the top 100 kind of in and out um, each time. Um, I don't know if you guys did, but um, I started, I captained Tatchard when she got that 37. So I feel like since then I've kind of just been playing catch up with injuries and stuff, but it's been okay. I feel you. I feel you. I did the same. And ever since then, <laughs> yeah. uh, the season has not been the same. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dodged that bullet, thankfully. Um, but it's it's felt downhill for me, too. I think I was at that point, I think I was around 40th, 40 odd. Um, oh. Whereas now I'm sitting around that 100 mark. Um, speaking of, how did everyone go this weekend? Did anyone, Rainy, did you work out what you got? Obviously, yeah, you yeah. Yet, to, yet to lift. Yeah, yet to lift. I got uh, triple one six, which isn't great, but isn't too bad. Uh, happy to to cross over the one thousand one hundred mark. Uh, noticeable um, uh, praise to, to to Swanson, my only player in triple figures, and uh, yeah, a couple in twenties as well in the forward line, which we'll we'll get to later. Yeah, for me, I haven't tallied it up. I think the two when I've had an awesome week, I've been keen and tallied up before lockout this week has just been kind of average so i haven't counted it up yet i'm hoping it'll be all right i'm currently sitting at 131st so if i can move up just a little bit nudge that top 100 that would be awesome yeah uh you beat your pot you picked me by three baney i got a triple one three uh which i yeah, come come Monday, come yesterday afternoon, I thought that I was doing pretty poorly. Um, but then I saw Josh, who had on last week, I saw he posted on Twitter saying that he he had an average week with about a 1280. So, <laughs> so I don't know whether he's been a smart ass or whether we've done really badly. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of a couple of howlers. So uh, we'll get into the, the review and we'll see how everyone went. 
Nice. So nice. I think first up it was dogs, cats. Yes, a dogs, cats. The dog is one by twelve. Um, I just want to start with um, Geelong. So the only notable player to talk about is Webster. Uh, for me, uh, she had a seventy-eight, which I think was serviceable, and she's been arguably um, that that consistent D one, D two for all season. You didn't have to trade her out. She's been there all along. Uh, you know, for the top teams, and uh, yeah, I, I think uh, she's done really well. For the doggies, just three names to talk about, which was uh, Lamb Blackburn. They, they scored okay uh, in the eighties, not wrong, but uh, yeah, just not quite worth the the money. But um, Katie Lynch in the forward line, she's been the secret forward star um, for all the top teams, and she's flown under the radar. She's got seventy one on the weekend, and I think she's done three or four matches now, averaging about uh, seventy or so. Uh, if you picked her up. Michael, you have her. You picked her mm-hmm. up at a pretty good price, didn't you? Yeah, and she's doing a lot better than that. Her last four average is about 85. Wow, okay. So wow. That, that actually puts her on par with uh, Gabby O'Sullivan. Her last yeah. three average is 77. Not, not, not a lot of people obviously had her before that first of the four because she hadn't shown much before that. But once she yeah. had that first good game where she got, I think, high 80s, um, that's when some coaches jumped on. I did, and a couple jumped on after that. But since then, she's averaged 77 over the last three, which I did tweet out. Puts her sec- equal second with Hanks on the forwards. I guess Hanks wow. probably pips her now with her 80 last night. Um, but, yeah, Lynch is killing it. And I think that she's now priced at – so only priced at about – well, 55 pre-lockout. So I'm going to say she's probably still priced at around 62. So I think she's still value. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that she's going to go at 77. But yeah. even if she goes at 70, I still think she's a good option. Yeah, it's been really hard to nail those forward premiums as well. Like some of them for me have totally flopped. So someone averaging that high is just absolute gold. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I, sorry, I, I look back and I see that uh, I had the choice to bring her in when you first mentioned her, Michael, and I went for Isabella Lewis, I went for, for Howarth um, over her, and, and you know, they. they <laughs> You know, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, we'll get, get we'll get to Lewis, yeah. but um, that's it's a bit painful of a... to look back like that. Yeah, that's just, right. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. I just know that I'll be thinking about it all week. Yeah, I, I do the same. I mean, I had one this week, and we'll, we'll get to Chloe Malloy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also Lamb, she actually turned up. So, uh, I'm I'm kind of keen on her. She's only in she's in less than one percent of teams. Um, yep. and now that I'm I'm hovering around. I'm currently about 90th, but I think that's going to push out after this week. I'm thinking of trying to jump on a pod with Prisparkus. Uh, Lamb's one of the options. She's priced at about 80. Yep. I want to say 83 or something. That I guess that'll jump after today, but I think that she can push 90 plus. Uh, so I think she's a good option. The other player to mention, I guess, is Georgie Prisparkus, who she had a 54, which is serviceable, but she actually uh, had a bit of a an injury in the warm-up. Um, I don't know if she came into it with sore but or, or not, but they did say that she had a sore back uh, in the warm-up. So I think that she's probably due for a rest. Um, yeah. So, and we don't, we won't know Geelong's, I don't think we'll know Geelong's team before lockout. So just be warned. Yeah. And um, she had a couple of those, um, I think, back-to-back 70s and looked like someone we could just hold yeah. throughout the year. But that 50, there are so many premiums smashing it at the moment. So it's a bit tricky. Exactly. Up. Right. A spot in the midfield, you only have five of them. Uh, if you can get her to, whether it be up or down, there are a lot of good options in yeah. the midfield. So 
uh, look, if you, you hold her, if she if she plays, she's gonna she's not gonna do you wrong. But I just think that it's it's by beware at the moment. Uh, the next game was the Giants Crows. Yeah, so <laughs> Crows smashed it. They look unbelievable at the moment. Um, first, we're gonna talk about Ebony Marinoff. I think that 147 was just incredible. Um, I traded in Riddell this week, so was tossing up between Riddell and Marinoff. I haven't looked at the points difference. I want to do that to myself, but 16 <laughs> tackles for Marinoff. It's just unbelievable. Um, and I captained Hatchard, which 98 is is pretty good. Like she's been so solid, but um, yeah, I do keep thinking about that 147 that's gone begging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing what Marinoff is doing and how much um, she's hurting teams that don't have her. Uh, and yeah, her ceiling is just unreal. And she's done two games now, close to one fifty, and and uh, she's definitely the, uh, the 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 sorry the 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 Joker card in 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 the pack. You know, um, yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, amazing. and I I because I also had the option. I upgraded her to I this week, um, and I was actually I think I tweeted out I was tossing up between Marinoff and Riddell as well. Uh, once I heard about the Suns Fair game getting averages, I decided to play it safe, which I always do. And I went up to Haley Miller for a 95, yeah. uh, which I did consider captaining. Um, but I decided that I catch I went with Hatchard as well, who the downside there is very little. She very rarely goes below 95, whereas the upside was huge. Um, looking back, if I went Marinoff, obviously it would have been a massive difference. Uh, but I still wouldn't have considered captaining her. I didn't think that she really had that in her, to be honest, not again. Um, but I was yeah, just sure she's like, got. Yeah, it feels like either Marinoff or Hatchard each game pop, and if you get the right one, then yeah, yeah you're golden, really. Yeah, I mean, for me now, I'm actually going to see if I can get to Bowers this week. She comes off of her suspension. I think that she's going to be raring to go. Yeah. Like we know what kind of a competitor she is. Um, and she's having two weeks off in a 10 week season. I think that she's going to come out firing. And I, I would assume, I don't know the figures, but I would assume 0% of the top 100 have her. Um, I don't know that you can hold a top 100 spot and, and have $90,000 yeah. on the bench for two weeks. Um, and and she, I still think she's a better captain option than, than Marinoff. Um, yeah, I've been wondering that too. If Yeah, I don't know how to get her in my team. I think a lot of people will be in the same boat where you've got to take a premium mid who's doing really well, like a Riddell, even Hatchard maybe, and, and chuck that 20 grand on. Um, it's going to be really tricky to get her. Yeah. <laughs> Benici. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you read my mind yeah uh yeah it, it yeah. hurts to say but the, the pies are struggling and they look they look quite um jaded unfortunately and um yeah the lack of depth is is, is affecting them to yeah. some degree so that could be the, the pathway to, to get ours yeah we'll, we'll get to brit uh yeah. the only other player i noticed from the giants crows game was ej eloise jones another one that i don't have i don't know about you boys but uh 88 wow no, she's another one that I completely missed. Um, I was also going to flag too that um, each week I've been giving five, four, three, two, one votes to the best cash cows, and I was really surprised that Giants actually had votes four, three, and one this week. It was Peace, Randall, and Stack. So wow. um, I'm keen to see what their break evens and price look like after this. But um, yeah, their rookies really smashed it this week. Do we think that uh, EJ is still an option? She's pretty expensive now. She, I think she's, well, she's going to be mid-40s, I reckon. But 88, like that's, you know, you're talking about Katie Lynch, you know, her her 71 is gold. 
can she keep it up or is it a flash in the pan and if you've missed the boat you've missed the boat so i have ej and she's been in my squad for a few weeks um she was the sort of the uh, decision between katie lynch or, or ej and i went ej and uh, i i was she was in my trade plans prior to to around seven to trade her out i'm happy she scored 88 but uh uh, yeah, as an owner, I wouldn't be telling anyone to to uh, to trade her in just yet. Just you get some really high scores, but some frustrating scores as well. So, yeah, uh, all depends on on matchup and yeah and role. I think for her. So um, yeah, yeah, she's definitely not in my plans. I think that uh, I think I think she's priced pretty close to what she's going to average for the rest of the year. So, yeah. but I think, yeah, if you think she can do that again, you've got to jump on. But I don't think she will. Uh, the next game, the Blue Saints, wasn't a heap of relevance, but Lucas Rod again smashed it. She got a one ten. She's priced at only seventy two, which when I saw that, I was very surprised. I feel like she's been right up there uh, most weeks. I don't know if Tani White uh, being suspended maybe boosted her score a little bit, but she's had a few tons now this year and. She's only 1% owned. So, again, if you're looking for it, like I am looking for a, a pod to go up to, uh, if I can't get to Bowers and you don't want Lamb, I think Lucas Rod could be a bit of a smoky to be top five for the rest of the season. What do you think? Yeah, she had nine tackles in the game and Saints have been so terrible that Saints aren't really going to have the ball very much. There's a lot of chance to be tackling. Um, yeah, I like it. I had I had Tiny White going into this round, but I had to trade her out. So, yeah, I do wonder what that will ha- what will happen when she comes back into the team. But yeah, I think if you're looking to move, then picking these players with low ownership is a good idea. Yeah. Also, uh, Mimi Hill. She was the talk of the town last week. Uh, she got a 55. If you traded her in, I, I imagine some people are probably disappointed. She was averaging 92 or something. Um, but I think that. That's still a pretty good return on her price. Uh, she has a break-even of, again, Lockett hasn't left it, but a break-even of four, and she's priced at 56. So she's going to go up again. She's going to be priced in the low 60s this week. Um, I don't... Do you think she's still a target? Like, she, I know that it's only 55, but she had, you know, thereabouts 90-90 in the first two weeks. And she looks good. Like, I think that the Blues aren't going to roll over a team like they did the Saints every week and Mimi's pretty contested. So I think that might explain the lower score. Uh, do you think that she's still a target if you haven't jumped on yet? Not at that price. I feel um, you know, um, Josh has flagged that it's time to move Mimi on himself. You know, she's sort of maxed up for him. So uh, if you look at like Keely Shira, who scored 55, if I'm not wrong, uh, would be priced in the mid-20s once lockout lives, she's perhaps someone you go to instead of Mim Hill. Uh, could you hold on to Mim Hill for one more round? Definitely you could. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my take on those two. Yeah, I've actually got Mimi Hill at the moment. I think I traded her in after her first 90. So at the 50 was okay. But, yeah, I just keep looking at these coaches who have got all of these gun midfielders and I just think, oh, if I just spend a little bit more, it could be tonning up or like Marinoff hitting that 147. So, yeah, I feel like with a few weeks left, it's really time to go for those those Uber premiums. Yeah, you must have been listening to a certain podcast after her first 90 where where they said that she was the number one trade target for the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, did you boys see anything else? I don't think there was a lot. I mean, the Blues and Saints, I think they have the two lowest ownership totals in the comp. So there wasn't a lot else that I saw. Uh, Ella Friend, who I flagged as a good downgrade option this week. Uh, I think she had a 30-odd. So if you traded her in, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I think you probably take that. She's still going to make a fair bit of coin this week, but she's definitely shown that that 50-odd she got the week before is um, probably not what she's going to go at every week. So I don't think she's necessarily a target moving forward. Michael, are you still holding Harrington? You have her at some stage. Yes. Yeah. Um, she she went back to a defensive role, which was nice. Like last week, she, she was playing on Aaron Phillips and the Crows moved Phillips into the guts and Harrington went with her. And that was a real concern for me. She, yeah, she was a bit of a fish out of water in the guts. Um, Obviously, playing an Aaron Phillips doesn't help. She's a gun. But she went back to her traditional role. Uh, I don't know if you've got what she had in front of you. I can't recall. I think it was maybe a 60-odd. Yeah, I got three as well. Yeah. I think yeah. It, yeah, 63. I think yeah. I might have traded her in when Swanson yeah, got me too. suspended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I just chased her big ton. And she's been, yeah, she's been fine. I think I've just had other issues each week. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not even considering trading her out. Um, even though she had, I think, a 40 or a 30 last week. Um, but by no means is she a trade target. So I think she's just one of those ones we're going to ride out for the rest of the year. Hope that she keeps that role, which I think that she will. Obviously, her going back this week and the the Saint, the Blues dominating the Saints, I think, bodes well for most players' roles this week. Moving forward, the Blues would be pretty happy with what they did. So uh, she, I think, again, she took in almost every kick-in from... Uh, and that's only going to be obviously boosted when she plays against teams that aren't the Saints. And um, when she didn't take the kick-ins, I think she she didn't take two kick-ins. From, I'm just going by eye, but she didn't take two kick-ins. And those two kick-ins were, um, she got a plus six from both of them. So okay. she loves her her Tom Stewart role. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think she's a target. I think that she's probably going to average 60 or so going forward. Yeah. Uh, Eagles Tigers. Yeah, again, I'm going to go for the, the obvious player in Emma Swanson. So 116, um, since coming back from suspension, she's been even better somehow. It just it just shows the value, I think, of having someone with defender status who's um, playing through the midfield. Um, I think it, I think I was umming and ahhing whether or not to trade her back in. I was wondering if I should pay up for her or go for value. But Do you I have her? I yeah, I traded her back in, luckily. But, um, yeah, like... Yeah, learned that um yeah, sometimes it's it pays to just pay up a little bit more and get those really big scores. Yeah. Um so correct me if I'm wrong, but she's not for the season, is that right? What? It's was it Swanson's that's up for the season? What are you talking about? Have I missed no. something? Whoa, I totally missed this. Um are you I, sure? Um, Get your facts straight first, Brainy. Are you sure? Yeah, um, okay. She <laughs> appeared in the match. There was a match review article this morning or yesterday where she appeared in the match review in my heart stuff because you know she got suspended, um, but she only received a reprimand. Yeah. But after the season, it, it feels like it would be my kind of luck to be honest <laughs> to get someone scoring a ton and then yeah look i the sick the sicko with me like obviously i'm no longer an owner uh part of me was like I, I love emma um she was you know watching round one i started her not many people did i loved what she produced she was uh she was really fiery and she had a really good score but yeah the sicko in me um i was hoping she was going to be out because i know a lot of people brought her back in and i couldn't um uh, but yeah i saw the article you saw that she was Oddly enough, the article said that she was offered a reprimand just because it was a first offence. <laughs> I 
I'm not sure <laughs> if they know who Swanson is. Banny, you've got something? Yeah, I'm looking at a tweet from Patty Sweeney who's saying Emma Swanson's season is over. The Eagles AFLW skipper fracturing her finger in the loss to Richmond, seeing a specialist tomorrow to see if surgery is required. Nine news per. Okay. Wow. Well, um, I mean, I'm sure by the time people are listening to this pod, the, um, the, the seven or eight million people that we have each week, by the time they listen to this, they'll probably know more than we do. Um, but yeah, honestly, yeah. I've heard nothing. Actually, you know what? The only thing that I heard, I did see, again, third time we've mentioned Josh, but Josh Porter, he did, uh, number one ranked coach, he did put out a post saying that Swanson had a really good 116 farewell game for him. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that he was referring to her uh, report and that maybe he thought she'd been suspended. Um, I just assumed that he was mistaken, um, but there you go. Yeah, I'm thinking back to, might have been last week or the week before I had um, Ashlyn McCarthy who broke her wrist, wrist for West Coast. So something to do with hands and West Coast. I'm not sure yeah. what's happening. Yeah. To yeah. Well, to the sicker with me definitely does not want Swanson to be suspended. Uh, sorry, to be injured. Uh, I was hoping she'd miss a week through suspension, but, you know, sorry to hear she's been injured. Hopefully... Hopefully, no news is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was saying before, I wasn't sure how to get Bowers in, but I think if anyone wants, yeah. then I think it could be a handy downgrade upgrade there potentially. Who who have you who are you going down to though? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Want, if you want yeah. Prasparkas to Bowers, you need like 50, 60k. You need two huge downgrades for that. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, I'm just looking at some of these giants who smashed it. Pepper Randall's got defender status and scored 70. Brid Stack scored 58 and it's got defender status. Yeah, but Brid's um, been in there all year. So uh, I think that the weekend was a bit of a flash and pan for her. Yeah, look, I think knowing me, whoever I trade in is, is going to bomb. So I think I'll just bring in <laughs> Bowers, be safe, and then the defender can just scrape to 40 or something and I'll be happy. 40? My premiums aren't even getting that. But, yeah, no, I think that if you can get Bowers in, you're obviously the old adage, you're getting two of her. So I think you're right. I think that if you've got Swanson, I don't know if you guys know what she's priced at, if you can find that out for me. But if she's priced at around 60K, uh, you go down to one of those giant scales that are 20-odd, that's 40K. That's probably enough. I don't know what Robot uh, Robot doesn't go up in price, but Prasparkas is probably going to go up to about 45. So you're looking at about 85K. Um, so with two downgrades, you can comfortably get Prasparkas or Robotum to, to Bowers. And I think that the two Bowers definitely cancel out, even if your rookie does bomb. So I think that, especially with her being unique, that's definitely a play. Yeah, um, Swanson was priced at 81, but with the 116, that pushes it up to, I don't know, mid 80 so. So, um, yeah, that, there's cash to go around. It's just a matter of who you go to. Well, if you have Swanson. Yes, that's right. Yeah. We don't all have Swanson. <laughs> okay, okay. <Sorry. laughs> all right, the North Pies. I really didn't want to be the one to talk about this game. That's uh, Chloe Malloy. I, <laughs> I was very hot on her during the week. Uh, we, we mentioned her a few times on the pod yep. last week. She moved into the middle, looked really good. Yep. Um, she looked at home with, with Benici and um, was still pushing forward and I think kicked a goal. And then I was watching the game on the way. I think it was Saturday. I was watching the pregame chat and they actually interviewed Chloe and she said that all preseason, the plan was for her to go into the midfield. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> a few different things had aligned yep. and she wasn't able to get in there. Um, but she was expecting to play the rest of the year in there, and I was very excited. 
Uh, she she looked quite fiery too. She was talking a bit of trash to North and yep. looked really good. Uh, I was very excited. <clears throat> 30 minutes later, half time, big fat donut. And honestly, uh, pardon my French, but she must have shit in somebody's Wheaties during the week because she she was everywhere and no one would pass her the ball. Oh, like wow. watching the game, she was running into space. She was screaming for the ball and they just looked the other way. I think it was just a bit unfortunate. Uh, obviously, you're not bringing her in this week after a 23, but I think if you have her, you hold firm. Yeah. Because, yeah, she she actually outscored Benici in the second half, for example. So I know 23 points second half isn't huge, but in a game where um, North dominated and they don't play North every week, in a game where North were really strong, Chloe was definitely still working hard. Um, yeah. She just happened to, to just never be in the right place to get the ball. Um, and I think that based on the week before, I don't think that's going to keep happening. So it was really hard to watch as, you know, she was my... I downgraded Brennan to her and Brennan outscored her by 30 points. Um, but yeah, I think, I think she's going to be okay moving forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you've got a you hold her, um, I think you kind of focus on rookies at the moment, getting them off the ground. But, but it's so rough watching a, a game of footy when you're owning a player who's on the screen and not touching the ball. Um, I think that's one of the worst experiences possible. Yeah, and I mean, and the commentators, they weren't going easy either. Yeah, every five minutes it was, you know, Chloe's the only, Malloy's the only player to not have a start. And um, yeah, she was definitely working hard. I think that just Lambert and Lambert Benici, it's not like the points weren't there. They were both on. I think they combined for about 115 points at half time. So the points were definitely there. They just happened to be going to the other two midfielders uh, for most of the game. And then, you know, the second half, Benici, who only got, uh, I think it was a 69. Um, she really struggled in the second half as well with like 15 points. So um, it's the pies. Unfortunately, I own two of the three because um, Lambert actually was the one that outscored them both. Yeah. I don't think that they're targets at all for the rest of the year. The yeah. question is, I mean, for me, it's no question you hold Malloy, but Benici, could you go Benici to Bowers? 100% you could, 100% you could. You could even go Bonici to, to Marinoff, um, chase that ceiling as well. Um, yeah, th- th- there's, there's, there's a few things to, to, uh, to, to overlap here. The, the kangaroos are really good and we, we flagged uh, Ghana, was it last week's part of the week before as well, that, that she yep. was stringing together uh, you know, triple figures. Yes. So uh, she's delivered again at 117. Um, yeah, she was yeah. huge. Huge, huge. So there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of options with, with that kind of money. So yeah, just on Benici, Ben, like uh, obviously Benici to Bowers at a points per dollar ratio, she's a better play. Bowers is a better play to have, but we only have three trades a week. And I know Benny, you're on the trade bandwagon, but is it really worth trading Benici to Bowers over getting someone like um, Ferguson up to you know, a, a Hampson or whoever it might be, uh, is it really worth that trade? Because the price difference is about the same and the points difference might be about the same too. Yeah, it's a really tricky one. I think usually I'd say prioritise rookies, but I think when you've got the highest averaging player who's unique in the top 100 
and you can captain them for double, I, I think it's probably worth it. The only caveat is I always think back to Benici's um, 98 in the first half. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just feels like the thing that will you'll yes. think about for the year to come, the time you traded out Benici and then she goes massive again. But I think getting Bowers this week, no matter what. Mm, yeah, I'm. I'm in because obviously I'm. I'm in this boat, and I'm really on the fence. I, I watched, uh, Benicci's '98 at halftime, and I was ecstatic. And I watched her game on the weekend, and she's still the same, same Brit out there. She just, um, again, it was a game where, for whatever reason, the Pies weren't really going to their major ball, their main ball winners. Um, so I really, yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a it's, 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 it's such a big decision. The Pies have got um, Bulldogs next round. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, well, who did they just play? They just played the Cats. No one really did that well for the Cats, did they? Yeah, it could be yeah. tough. But that said, Bowers is playing Adelaide. Um, yeah, no, it could be but, a tough matchup. Yeah, see, I think, I think that's okay. Yeah, with Bowers, you look at the kind of B she is. Uh, having two weeks out, and like just watching the game, obviously I don't know the players personally, but just watching the game by eye, she's one of them. She's probably the most competitive player out in the FLW field. And yeah. I think after two weeks off against Adelaide, I think she's going to come out and absolutely smash it. I really do. Adelaide are the hardest team to score against statistically this year, um, but obviously Fremantle also the highest scoring team. So yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. too. I- with Marinoff's 147, her average is going to go through the roof. So if Bowers hears that there's someone limping at her heels, she <laughs> might just run back into the back. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good mark. point. She, she'll hear about it, I'm sure. Yeah, well, obviously Bowers is a uh, an avid listener of the podcast. So when she uh, hears us <laughs> talk about how good um, Hatchard and Marinoff are doing, I reckon she might take it personally and she might have to come out and smash it. Okay. Uh, the yeah. only other relevant player I saw was Eddie. Uh, who actually traded out. I traded Eddie down to Morrison um, for her guaranteed 50 from Freo, Michaela Morrison. Um, Eddie outscored her by seven. I think that if you've got Eddie, uh, she's probably okay to hold for the rest of the year. Uh, if it was me and I had the time over again, I'd still do the trade just because that cash can be put on to you know, anybody. Uh, but forward rookies are uh, tough to come by. So I think if you've got her and you want to hold her, you can. And if you want to trade her, that's fine too. Yeah, I'm a little bit traumatized here too because I traded Eddie out two weeks ago. I think she had back-to-back 30, so I thought it was time. So I traded her to Lowe from Fremantle. Ooh. Eddie went 50, <laughs> Lowe got five, and then I finally traded Lowe to Morrison for the 50. But, um, yeah, it's it's so tough trading someone out and then seeing them go well. But, yeah, if you've got Eddie, it's probably time to move around. <laughs> I reckon if I was in your shoes and I was trading Lowe to Morrison after that, I probably would have thought that Morrison somehow – is still going to get 20 on her buy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's rough. That's rough, man. All right. Uh, Lions D's. Nice one. Um, Lions D's. Uh, I like to open up with uh, sort of one of those players that I traded out and has hurt me since, and that is Taylor Harris. Taylor Harris scored 69 on the weekend. Nice. She's, since I traded her, she's gone like, I think, 62, 63, 69. She's, yeah, for, for that kind of price, um, She's done. She's scoring really well. So whoever had her and is holding her and is, is riding that that uh, that wave, good on them. But uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those fantasy things. Yeah, she looked unbelievable last night as well. I think I think she might have broke the record or tied the record for contested marks. She was just 
plucking them out of everywhere. Um, yeah, I imagine as being a previous Overwatch owner watching that, it would have been, yeah, really tough. Yeah, it was it was funny watching uh, watching the game. Isabella Huntington was was commentating, which was one of the commentators, and she had, she was second. She's had six contested marks in a game, uh, and I didn't hear her mention it once, but I felt I could hear it in her voice. She was <laughs> getting a bit <laughs> getting a bit getting a bit worried that uh, Harris was going to pass her mark. But yeah, she got the equal. She equaled the record at seven, so it was an amazing effort. Um, but yeah, Bates is one I want to talk about. I saw Ben, you mentioned in your article about uh, her two games over the weekend. So I don't know. Obviously, the season's a bit convoluted at the moment with with all of the OHS protocols and all of the rescheduled games. So I don't know how on top of everyone was, but the first game of the weekend was not was a dead rubber for fantasy purposes. And Bates, some people brought Bates in and she went bang, got a 126. She was absolutely huge. Um, I did see one person, one poor soul on Twitter, <laughs> get very excited that his captain Bates got 126. I didn't have the heart to even reply. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, that tweet yeah, as well. I felt I terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't reply. But um, she had an 88 on last night. And that means that I think she's priced at about 80 um, and has a break even in the 90s. So she's actually going to drop in cash this week. Um, despite the fact that she had a 126. So I think that she's another one where if you don't like Lucas Rod and you don't like Lamb, she could be an option. Again, if you can't get to Marinoff and you can't get to Bowers, I think that she could be a good pot in the middle. I think that she could push 100 for the rest of the year. She looked in really, really good form. Brisbane are actually in better form, right? They struggled early. Uh, They had the grand final rematch round one and they seemed to struggle a bit there. Um, but she's definitely getting better as the season's gone on. And had the fact that she had the 126 where her price won't change from that game, I think is really, really good. Um, and I think that, again, she's one I'm considering moving uh, Prasparkas up to this week. Yeah, and I was going to mention um, Tyler Hanks as well. So she would have been owned by almost everyone before that health and safety protocols. But um, I think it was last week I found the top 100 coaches I think a quarter of them traded in Hanks, a quarter traded in Lewis. Hanks this week got 80 and Lewis um, from West Coast got only about 25. And I was one of those people trading in Lewis again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Hanks could be that option in the forward line, just paying up for, for someone who's going to score 80s, 90s, maybe 100. And and, and we, I don't think we touched on Isabella Lewis uh, when we spoke about the game. But, yeah, she had a 29. And 29. I think that if you're looking at, you know, someone like an Eddie who got a 57, Isabel Lewis, who's worth more than Eddie. Uh, I think the Eddie's one you're moving on. And there are a lot of good options in the forward line. I'm not as hot on Hanks as some people. I think that, I mean, look, she's clearly either F1 or F2, but she's priced at what she's going to do. And we're not going to complete our teams. So for me, look, and I was wrong with Swanson, right? Like when Swanson came back, I thought the same thing. I thought she's not going to, she's going to keep pushing about 90 or 85. Um, and we're better off getting the big guns in the middle. And I was obviously very wrong with Swanson. Um, but I just think that if you've got the cash and you've got no one else to go up to, Hanks is a great option. But if it was me and I didn't have Isabel Lewis, I'd be holding Eddie and not worrying about Hanks. And I'd be getting one of my mid midfielders up to one of the big mids instead. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you're looking for an upgrade this week, I'd, look in the midfield for sure can i throw a crazy idea what, what if you did have hanks she's priced at 84 she's got 80 and she'll she'll score around that mark for the rest of the season 
could you go from Hanks down to like a, a Katie Lynch? And Mate, use what are you elsewhere? smoking? No. What are you smoking? <laughs> no. no. You don't trade no. out of Hanks. <laughs> if, if you need the cash, is, is no. that a way to? No. Okay. I, I love the idea. I think yeah. my test is thinking if it goes wrong, like will it ruin your weekend? Like yes. will yeah. you be awful <laughs> to hang out with? Will you just be not able to sleep? <laughs> if you trade Hanks out, she goes massive. And I, I think mean, look. One thing if you're chasing, if you're chasing, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing Bainey has going for him is that he's awful to hang out with on a good week, so it probably doesn't <laughs> as matter much. But mate, she 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 had four points less than her average. She's going to be probably F one for rest of the year. Obviously, Gabby Solomon might have something to say about that, but you can't trade out a potential F one because she was four points under her average after coming back from health and safety protocols a couple weeks ago. A lot of money sitting very easily bowling, turn around yeah. and yeah. I mean, look, look, you do you, <laughs> but my recommendation from a coach who is not doing very well this year uh, is no. Yeah. It's a very, very strong no. And our okay. school watching as well. Um, I think this was after Lewis had got her 25 or 29 extra four points. I didn't realize. Um, yeah. I think Hanks was only on about 30, I think at half time, And I was pretty happy. I thought, okay, maybe. Um, she won't score that much more than Lewis. So, yeah, that big, that second half, maybe she got back into the swing of things. Yeah. But, and um, and yeah. again, they played the Lions, right? The Lions have actually been really restrictive the last couple of weeks. The fact that she was able to get an 80, uh, which was, yeah. uh, I think, might have been the highest scoring D, right? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think she might have been the highest scoring demon against the Lions. Uh, I think that, yeah, she's, like I said, she's not a must-have. If you don't have her, she's a great trade target, but she's definitely... Not a must-have, um, but to those that think along the lines of Richard, do not trade <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler okay, Hanks okay. out. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout-out to um, Lampard as well. So I had Ferguson, who was a, an out, and I was sweating on Lampard whether or not she would be back. But, yeah, she came back in, scored 55, and saved me from a donut. Wow, you're happy with 55, are you? Oh, look, it's this point of the year, 131st, <laughs> like the slipping feather. Uh, that is back. a low I will take bar. A 55. That is a really low bar, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had her down as one of my um, one of my negatives for the weekend, 55. I was really expecting more than that. Um, she was sick. I mean, was... if I'm if I'm sick, I'm like a sook in bed for a week. She's back playing <laughs> AFL. Oh, yeah. Time. I mean, look, she's a trooper, absolutely. But from a fantasy perspective, uh, she was moved down back again. So that was my concern. She had a couple of weeks in the guts. Um, that was why I picked her up. And then she had to laid out um, with, uh, was it? I think it was health, health, health and safety protocols, right? Um, but yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I had, I obviously had Eliza West cover her, which was an 82. And that's probably another reason I was hoping for more from West because, uh, sorry, from Lampard, because uh, I had Eliza West covering her, who basically scored the same. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is hard in that role. She's kind of, she was playing a bit of a, uh, a lockdown role down back, which I thought was odd. I'm hoping that's an anomaly. Um, but yeah, I don't consider her a trade target now. I think that even if she moved back into the middle next week, you don't know what she's going to do the week after that. So I think that if you, because there was Lampard, there was Hampson, there was a few that, a few trade targets around that price in the back. I think now, like if you're looking to trade Swanson down, for example, I don't think you go to Lampard. I think you go further down. Uh, I don't know who to at this stage. um, Yeah, you mentioned Ellie Hampson as well. I noticed that she's been managed for her game. So it won't affect fantasy, um, that game, but Potentially, it could be a target. Someone who's been managed and rested, and you can bring back for the 
for the proper fantasy season when she's yeah, that, that's a good call. That, that's a good call. She got rested for the game that didn't count for fantasy perspective, which is really good. Um, same as uh, oh, I can't remember her name. That the Suns uh, rookie she debuted last week was actually rested after or omitted after her first week, Draken or something like that. I can't remember now. Um, but she has been named to play tomorrow night. So, um, but her price won't increase. So she could be a defensive option this weekend coming. She's playing tomorrow night. And then um, she had that week off last week. If she plays a right, obviously you get to have a look. Uh, if you think she's going to be named or not, because obviously that's the hard thing. If she has a good game, I think that she could be a really good option. Going, If you went Swanson down to her, you're probably making 50K and there's Bowers. So like you said, even if she scores a 20, you know, Bowers is probably going to get you about 450 with captain. So uh, I think that's probably worth the trade-off. Thanks. Thanks. Wes, Eliza West, just quickly as well. Uh, 52 after a, an amazing 80-odd the week before. Uh, where I reckon she probably got some votes. Um, do we, like for me, she's in my utility spot. Now it's actually a really hard decision for me. I would like to trade her Jenna Shirar, yeah. um, but I've got a few non-playing players on my bench. So West is really covering every, almost every position for me. And it's a really handy spot to have someone who can pump out 50 to 80, but also she's high thirties and that's a lot of cash to sit on the bench that I could be using on the field. Uh, what what's a good what's a good choice for West? Like I could obviously bring her on field as well. So I could, for example, go Presparkus down to Sharar and then yeah. put West on field and then yeah. use that cash to put somebody put up on somebody else. But um, I think that I don't know. She got that idea last week and she could still have cash to make. What do you think? I think that uh, you called it right with regards to a tough matchup against the Lions. So you know she she could bump up back to 60 or 70 and for that price i think she was priced at 43 prior to the round starting so um yeah she she could well fill the m5 role on field itself uh, mm. yeah for you to finish the season um definitely definitely an option she is she is at m5 for me right now and, and okay. I'm, I'm happy to roll with that because yeah if she's if 55 is a down game for her and she's going to be priced at i don't know i just have a stab at around 49 uh come lockout lifting that's like that's still amazing value, but um, at the same time, like she obviously saved me from a donut last week. So I guess I've got a bit of a soft, soft spot for Eliza, yeah. and I kind of want to keep her in that utility spot now. What you did something funky with your uh, your utility spot this weekend, Bainey? Do you want to talk us through that? That's right. Yeah, I had the option. So I I have I have the uh, vanilla rap combo of uh, Cutting and Fuller, who both didn't play. Uh, on the weekend and I was thinking whether I should have so I've upgraded the rock spot or, or downgraded to a rookie rock um, and I decided hey you know I'm, I'm not too confident on, on uh, a rock to see out the season why not just uh, use the utility for, for, for the rock and uh, I've got I've got cover on all lines except for for the rock and yeah true enough I use uh, Michaela Morrison's uh, 50 and it was a trade-off between Michaela or, or Shara and I went with Morrison instead yep. um, but yeah. It, it and so out. just for the listeners, how exactly did you do that? You just traded your utility player down yes. to um, a, a midfielder, knowing that your ruck bench and your on-field ruck both weren't playing. Exactly right. Yeah. And did yeah. you have cover in on your bench in all the other lines? So you had a mid forward and death cover? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, that's one risk that if you if you're def- if you're a defensive rookie, uh 
you know, defensive bench player isn't playing and then you have a laid out in your back line, your yes. utility can't cover that and you get a donut. Yeah, I should say this is actually the risk I've had all season. I started with the utility loophole, so I purposely picked two forwards who haven't played a game just so I could have an extra utility. Um, it was, it's been great to start having an extra midfielder instead of a forward, but I have a feeling that's what's really hurt is the lack of cash generation now at the end of the season. I've, I've really regretted it, but it is handy. You get an extra midfielder. Um, for me, that's West as well. But, um, yeah, it does hurt with, in terms of cash. And do you guys have trouble walking around? Like, with balls that size, it must be hard to get around. Oh, I couldn't do it. Like, you're just playing with fire. It's rough. I mean, especially in the forwards, if I've got – I've only got four forwards on field. So, if, if one of them's out, then, yeah, I've got a donut for the week. So, I've just – I figured 10-week season, I'll just go for it. Um, it hasn't quite worked out. I think in the long run, it's ended up not being the right play. But yeah, it's definitely stressful. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why uh, I've, I don't have any hats. So I have to walk around outside with sunnies on like an idiot. Whereas oh. Banny and most of our guests have, have multiple hats. Um, but I just, I, it's too, like the, you look at how many laid outs there are, especially this season. And um, I just, I really like having, I mean, obviously West is a good example for me. I like having good cover on the bench but what that means is that you know you're never gonna be one of the top coaches because that's just so much cash sitting on the bench that other people have got on field and sometimes you just have to to risk it to get the biscuit yeah yeah i mean i've i think for me it's been a lesson going into the men's season as well i just think cash generation is so important you run out of steam otherwise at the end of the season so um, I've never really cared much about rookies on the bench, but this time I've really seen the importance of, of having those rookies just constantly generating money. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same. Like I've got, I started with a bunch of Saints and Tigers rookies, like a lot of people did because they had the first game of the round. There was no partial lockout. I mean, we didn't know who was going to be named. So I had like Lucy Burke. I had uh, Yassir from Tigers. I had uh, Ott from Saints as well. And they've really just stagnated. A few of them have actually gone backwards in price. Um, and it's just made it, yeah, it's made it really hard to, even with the 10-week season, like at this point of the season, you're obviously not chasing. Like, yeah, for example, I could go Pasparkas down to Shirah, West down to a non, like just the cheapest, even someone who's gone backwards in price, the cheapest player, and just put all that cash on the field. And I don't think it's the end of the world. But at the start of the season, I still think even with a 10-week season, it's important to yeah. get... Um, the rookies that are going to play because you get to this time of year, if you've got three or four players that can be traded down, uh, that's, you know, that's your Bowers for three weeks. That's your Marinoff for three weeks. That's your Hanks for three weeks. So um, there's some good learnings to take into next year, I think. Yeah. And I've got, um, for me, I've got Ferguson and cutting because I, I was out. I don't think I saw the cutting out until after lockout. So I've got both of them. So I've got to consider, the temptation is to just focus on field and try to get some points. But, yeah, I think it will be better to trade them down to some rookies who are playing. But, yeah, now I'm tempted as well. If you've got some rookies who are less than 14,000, then maybe that's the play. But, yeah, I think that's what I'll have to consider. Yeah, I think for, for people at our rank, uh, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're not in contention for, for the 5K, uh, but we're, we're high enough that, you know, we still care. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that it might be worth taking that risk and just, you know, hope for a crazy weekend and anything can happen where you might shoot back up the ranks. Uh, also, obviously, 
Selby has mentioned a couple of times the 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 hat thing has had a little bit of traction. I don't know whether anything about that's going ahead, um, but on the off chance that it does, I just want to finish as high as possible. So you know whether it's a whether there's no hats, whether it's a top ten, whether it's a top hundred, whether for coaches like me it's a top two thousand, that would be great. Um, but whatever it is, I'm going to play it out to the end. Yeah, and for me, I've been um, playing fantasy for five, six years now, and just I don't care about the car. I want a hat. Yep. so badly so yeah that's what's on my mind jumping up an extra 31 spots and trying to get into that top 100 yeah me too like i said like you know if i was to walk down the street with most of our guests they'd all be walking around you know hat on <laughs> sun out of their eyes i've got to go out and put on sunnies <laughs> it's just like a pleb uh just quickly the last game that we haven't touched on the last two teams we haven't touched on obviously because they had uh the buy well for fantasy purposes, they had the buy, and that was the Frio and the Suns. So just a few players I do want to touch on. Obviously, we've spoken about Michaela Morrison, who debuted last week, had a 50. Uh, and so this weekend, she was guaranteed a 50, and she was only about 19K. So I think if you jumped on her, that's fantastic. Um, if you didn't, then you don't follow us on Twitter, and you don't deserve to win. Uh, Bohana, <laughs> she had, I think, a 55. So she was actually in my trade plans. And I obviously held because she was guaranteed that 55. Um, but I think that moving forward, she's probably not going to average that. And she's actually now, she, she coming into the weekend, she was my F3. So she was like, she was priced higher than Chloe Malloy. So I think that that cash can absolutely get you to someone like Hanks. Or if you don't have Gabby O'Sullivan, she, she is a must have. Um, her, I think she's going to come out firing against Adelaide. And last time you traded out, for Hannah, she went up like 70 points. I'm hoping you trade her out. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> 70. I wish it was only 70. She gave me a 10. I traded her out. She got a 94. Oh, it's bad that you've remembered exactly I remember the exact scores number. as well. I go to sleep thinking about 94. Oh, Have you looked at what ranking you would be Mate, with those extra points? If you ever want to come back on this pod, move on from Tara. <laughs> oh, dear. It's so uh, good. Howard, uh, I don't have her anymore. A lot of people don't. Um, but she is she an option? What happened with her? She was kind of on my trade targets and then seemed to just drop a little bit. There was a while there she was going really well. She was dominating. Um, we actually, Benny and I, when we did our best 16, which I'm sure we'll yeah. do again at some point, we had her at F2. Um, she had a game where like, she had been playing back as the loose defender. She was playing as the sixth defender. Uh, she had a game where they were kind of putting her forward um, and she did quite well. Like, she was obviously a forward up in her career up until this year. She had quite a good game. Um, she was a bit of a foil for Bahana. And um, they, I mean, the, if you watch the game, the commentators were saying that they were just putting her wherever way the wind was blowing. But I think it was more, she played about 80% forward um, and her two stints in the back line, which just happened to be, the, during the quarters where the wind was was blowing the other way. But um, I think that for whatever reason, they liked that. And the following week, they they kept her, I think it might have been a 50-50 split. Um, like she, I, I watched the game and at quarter, like at quarter time, I was expecting to see her on 30 or 40. She was having a really good game. She had a bunch of plus sixes and she was on, I think, 18. So I guess the three touches I saw was all she had. And she ended the game on like 40. So they put her forward. Um, and she barely touched it. So I don't think she's an option. But if you think that she's going to play back, she's massively underpriced. 
Yeah. yeah, I've got a feeling. I think I would probably stay away. I think for owners, that injury was probably a useful, like useful thing to move her on because yeah, she hasn't quite been the same. Yeah, Bainey, is there anyone from Freya Sons we've forgotten? Uh, no one that comes to mind. We spoke about Hampson, and and Hampson is is an option for the, for the is Swanson she? injury. She was terrific against the Cats. She was terrific. And then that was an easy, she... easier matchup. Yeah, I don't have the numbers, but didn't she have a poor game recently? Yeah, then then, then she followed by a poor game. You're, you're right, but um, come on, so mate, all, can... all the information. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just oh, I'm I'm looking at the glass half full now. You know, I'm looking at the the the, the ceiling that these players could bring, and um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've written on my spreadsheet Swanson to Hampson question mark. So okay, yes. well, yeah. I mean. Listeners out there, that's the guy who wants to trade out Hanks. So <laughs> I'd take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> no, I, see, I don't have Hanks, and it's it's a reverse uh, reverse advice. I'm kidding. I'm reverse kidding. rocket. <laughs> yeah. Bainey trying to get old. people. Yeah, Bainey trying to get people to trade out Hanks. <laughs> Mike, you're trying to get your broken Swanson's finger. So yeah, I feel like I'm in a rough crowd here. <laughs> Uh, desperate times, desperate times. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, since you um, brought up Bahana again, I reckon it's time we say goodbye to Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks but- for having me on. That's great. Um, yeah. Hopefully, lockout lifts and I'm in the top hundred. But yeah, we'll we'll see how we go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having on, man. It was really really good fun. Um, good luck with your articles and. Uh, if you have Hank, trade her out. That's that's the advice of the AFLW oh, Fantasy no. Pod. Uh, and good luck for the rest of the year, man. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. See you. Oh, that was a blast, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Great banter. Uh, great guy, Ben. Lovely yeah, guy, he ben. is. He's a really nice guy. He's um, That's actually my first time ever chatting with Ben. I don't know about you. Yes, yes. Um, I've mentioned yeah. him here and there, but yeah, yeah, great, great guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you know, spoken a bit on Twitter, but it's first time I've actually ever spoken to him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really good guy. All right. So that was the review. Uh, do you know what you're doing as of trades? Okay. I've listed five trade options, as I said earlier. You know, Swanson to Hampson is an option just to, mm-hmm. to cash out, and I've also listed uh, like Bonici to Bowers, Mimi Hill to Marinoff. Um, Where are you getting all this cash? No, exactly. So, Mister Money yeah. Um, you know, uh, Isabella Lewis to Lynch is an option as well, and Bohana to Hank. So, so those so are my, my ups. Yeah, yeah. So I can only do one of those, but yep. uh, those are those are. Well, everyone, everyone knows who they want to upgrade. People want to know who they can downgrade to. Who are you yeah. thinking about trading out? And who are you thinking about getting in as far as downgrades? Or you're not sure yet. Uh, it's probably Swanson to, to a cheaper defender and also like a like a Mimi Hill or Chris Marcus down to a Shirah to get yep. you the cash for, for yeah, okay. one big upgrade. Yeah, yeah so, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for me, I I mean, I before this weekend, I was thinking about trading up Ferris, so I didn't even mention in the review, but she actually had a really good game along with Lynch. She had a 75. Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah Benici's on the block for me. Uh, which I, I I can't believe I'm saying that. Like yeah, me too. Three, three or four weeks ago, yeah, uh, I think you had her at M3. I had her at M. Uh, sorry, I had her at M3. You had her at M2. Yeah. Um, Bahana, I'm thinking about trading down. Um, Prasparkas, I'm thinking about trading down. The, the issue is I really want Bowers. So if I'm trading Prasparkas down, it means that 
Um, the only player to trade up is Rowbottom. Yeah. And I just I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it might be a little early, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad trade. Like if, yeah, yeah like yes, Robotter might have a bit of cash to make still, uh, but she yeah. might not, right? And going a week early can sometimes be the difference. So if I went Prasparkas to Shara, um, or even like I said, Prasparkas to a, a 13, 14 KR and get West yeah. on field, um, that may get me enough to get Robotter to a Marinoff or something, or, a, or even one of those uniques like Bates. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. All right, so uh, next week, uh, we'll see who how we go and see who we can get on as a guest. But um, if there is any listeners out there who think that they know a thing or two about fantasy or they just think they know more than us because we don't know a lot, uh, feel free to reach out if you want to come on and have a chat, especially any female fantasy coaches because I don't know about you, Bainey, but it feels like it's been a bit of a sausage fest so far this year, the pod. <laughs> um, I think that a female voice in the FLW would be fantastic. Yeah, it was my older sister actually that got me into fantasy. She lives in Perth. She's a Docker supporter, and right. she got me to watch the the women's game. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure there are female fans out there who who, who listen and and uh, and play AFLW fantasy. Yeah, I mean, you would you yeah. would think out of 13 million weekly listeners that there'd be a few female <laughs> fantasy coaches. Uh, so, if you have any any female relatives that do do fantasy or want to do fantasy, um, you know what? Now's not a bad time to get them to sign up. There's only three weeks left. And so if they want to play with, if they want to play next year where who knows, there might be leagues, there might be things like that. And there might be draft. Um, it's a perfect opportunity to, to make a team, get, you know, get your, your moms, your sisters, your nieces, your girlfriends, your wives to, to make a team. There's a great podcast out there that can give them all the good trade targets, uh, get them to have a bit of a feel for how it works. And then they can come next year, raring a go. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I love right. that. Well, it's been a blast, Bainey. Indeed. Three more rounds to go. Uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Yes. Uh, and let's do it again next week. Easy. Easy. Right, thanks, mate. See ya.